last week you were so for these non-vaccinations, right? You were like, if people, if it starts, you know, mandating vaccines, what kind of world are we going to live in? What kind of society are we living in where people need to get vaccinated? Turns out there's a gym in Toronto who's actively saying, if you've been vaccinated, you're not welcome here. This is like the the anti-vaccine passport. Last week, we're talking about vaccine passports, right? How you can't go onto the university campus unless you get vaccinated. But here we got a gym who's saying, we don't want anyone coming in if you've been vaccinated. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, man. I, I, I 100% know, man. That's uh... your gym. That's your type My of gym. gym. That's the gym you bro, would want to go to. Bro, 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 I just got my second shot yesterday, okay? So that's not my type of thing. I, you I'm wouldn't just, be allowed you know, in there. Bro, I'm just supporting, you know, saying that we shouldn't need a passport going everywhere. It's, it's a violation of the human rights code, you know? That's all I'm saying, man. Okay, so what do you think about this gym? They're saying I, if, if you get vaccinated, you can't come in. Isn't that some sort of violation of some human rights codes? I don't know, man. I just feel like that they will lose a lot of business. This is the reverse, not racism, not reverse racism. This is the reverse vaccination we're talking about. I want to go. What if I want to go to the gym? I chose to get vaccinated. I want to go to the gym. These are the same points you were making last week about how businesses can choose or like how business shouldn't be able to choose who they let in and let out. And then here we have the other side. And it sounds so much more ridiculous. Doesn't even make sense. I, I actually agree with the business allowed or not allowed. I'm just not with like the vaccine passport or something like that. Or like you're these, forced these, to take every shot. No, I, I think we have clearly said you didn't think businesses, individual businesses can choose to turn away customers because of their vaccination status. You said that, right? No, I said that I wasn't for the vaccination passport. And that But then I asked not- you, I also asked you, can an individual business choose to let people in and out based on their vaccination status? And you said that's not right. You said they shouldn't be able to do that. So now you're flipping your tune. No, 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 no. I don't remember saying that. All I remember is that I, I agree Bullshit. with that. You know, okay. like if, if I'm a business owner, you know, I can kick whoever the fuck out. Get the fuck out okay. of my story. You know? Okay, okay. Now you're changing your tunes when when I, I don't remember this, opening a gym, not letting vaccinated people in. Now you're changing your tune. Okay. All right, fuck off, man. <laughs> I don't remember this, bro. Go re-listen to the episode. I did. That's what I'm telling you. Okay, whatever, man. Let's start the show. Let's start the show. You're listening to DIU Podcast, Daily Issues Uncovered. My name's Gavin. I'm joined by my co-host. Gym supporter, Jaxi. What's up? Before we get the show started, we need to introduce the guest. We've got a guest coming on the show today. Alex, what's up? Hi, Gavin. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Always good to have a guest on DIU Pod because sometimes I want to blow my brains off when I'm going back and forth in a circle talking with Jack. No one's compromising. No one's budging. And then you hear oh, Jack go back on what he said last week. Oh, what? I didn't say that. Oh, what? what, what? Oh, bro, I got to say, ditto. 
Ditto on you, bro. Ditto. So, Alex, you're a good friend of Jack's. What we usually do, though, is break down this relationship. How did you guys meet? What's the backstory behind you two? All right. So I met Jack when we were in university, and we actually met through a mutual friend after a midterm. Funny story is the fact that we don't actually talk to this this mutual friend anymore. So uh, we we we, we, killed, we, off the we knew each other. killed off the middleman, right? Like like we we definitely guy. kill off the middleman. Uh, <laughs> so we we knew each other for almost I I believe almost ten years now. Is that correct, Jack? It's not. This is our. Yeah, I think it's ten years after the coming midterm in, in fall. Right, right. So I, 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 I've been with Jack for a long time now, and and I'm sure, as you know, there's never a dull day if you know Jack, especially if you talk to him on a regular basis as well. You already know. You already know. One common question we ask friends of Jack is, "What is your first impression of Jack when you guys first met?" Can you remember oh. that? Can you recall that day ten years ago? Oh, absolutely. So it was a it was an early morning midterm too. So eight thirty classes, and right after the midterm, I, I, as as you know, early 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 morning classes means you're already tired. And then I go outside and I'm talking to this mutual friend, and then his friend comes along, which is obviously Jack in this case, and. He's so loud, and I'm just thinking, how is this possible? This guy is this loud at at like probably nine or ten o'clock in the morning, and I didn't even have a coffee yet. And I'm just like, how? Where where is this energy coming from? And actually, even going forward to that, when I when we were introduced and we sat next to each other the next class, I just remember he would have his laptop plugged into whatever outlet that's available, and he would be going on Skype, and he doesn't listen to class. I do listen to class. Half. Jack, Jack, who are you who are you Skyping to in class? Bro, I, I honest, bro, I are honestly video chat? No, I, I honestly don't remember who I'm talking to at that time. I'm probably talking to some girls, you know, 20-year-old Jack, 19-year-old Jack, probably chopping those biddies, you know? Now, Alex, going back to that day, 9 a.m. in the morning, you hear this loud ass guy. Right after, right after the test, what are be be real with us? What are your thoughts? Like, were you like impressed with this guy being able to be awake so early, or were you just like, shut the fuck up, this guy? It's way too early for this. What's going on <laughs> through your mind, Dad? <laughs> it's probably closer to the latter, but obviously in my mind, I'm just thinking, what is wrong with this guy? How can he be so loud? <laughs> hey, till this day, I am still a loud guy. Jack, what are your thoughts on Alex though when you when you first met him? I I just thought he was a typical Asian smart ass Asian guy, you know, like you know, uh, above eighty average, you know, a well off Asian guy, glasses, you know. But <laughs> but you know, he, I I just thought it was that really typical Asian guy that's like out of this world, you know, just like you know the typical Markhamer, like the typical Markhamer, like you know Asian. Uh, 80 plus average, or you get beat by your parents, uh, has a car, has a house, just very typical Markhamer that has over an 80 average, you know, as, as a student, you know? What the hell? So are you a typical Markhamer, Jack? No, I, I was never 80 average. <laughs> you have a car, you have a house, you have glasses. I'm not, I'm not 80 average. 
<laughs> I'm missing that portion, bro. I'm missing that portion. Okay. Other than that, though, you would be a typical Markhamer if you had an 80% average in school, is, is yeah. what you're saying. Yes. But yeah, I, you know, I thought Alex was a very quiet dude when I first met him. He was like, didn't really talk much. I, the most like vivid memory I have him during that time was he texted me at like, I don't know, like 10 minutes into class. He's like, yo, I'm late for class. The cop pulled me over for speeding by nine. Oh, nine yeah, kilometers? <laughs> yes. You got I wish it was 90, you know, but yeah, it was nine. <laughs> it wasn't even 10, bro. It was fucking nine. I'm like, I laughed. I laughed. I saw a message. I kind of smiled. You know, smirking. But like, that's, that's, that's like most vivid memory of him. That's your most vivid memory. That's yeah. Wh- why? That's like from ten years 10, ago. Yeah, you've been friends for ten years. Your most vivid memory of Alex is him getting a speeding ticket because he was over by nine. Bro, Come that's on, a bro. Pretty, bro. That's a pretty memorable moment. It was like my third week or fourth week knowing this guy. Okay, I don't even remember why you have my phone number. <laughs> I I asked probably I'll text you for notes. That's why I asked for it. I, I don't. Al- do I take notes? I don't even remember. I don't remember. <laughs> Alex, how was Jack as a as a student? If you can recollect, like from from my understanding, this guy, like you said, this guy's always on Skype. This guy's not even listening in class. This guy's asking other people for notes. Is that absolutely a lot? Yeah, that, that's that's aligning that, that, with that, your your memory, right? That, that that's absolutely Jack, right? Uh, we, I mean, he's fortunate too, because like I, I don't really take notes. I, I actually just have to listen. I'm more of a listen digest person. But we also have other friends in school, and we also have some of the courses. And uh, the these other folks that we know, they, they were kind enough to give notes to Jack and to explain whatsoever as well, because I, I'm pretty sure I don't have notes, or even if I did, it wouldn't have made sense to Jack. Correct. It was Damn. these two females. It was these two females. The it, 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 they they have to be they have to be females otherwise Jack wouldn't bet an eyelash. Oh wow! <laughs> Listen, Jack's not interested in notes written by men. Okay, there's, let's get this clear right now. If, if if there's two people with equal notes, you know which one Jack is gravitating towards, and that's the person we've we've grown, uh, we've known to grow. What's it? Wait, what? How do you say this? We've grown to know and love. That's a person we've grown to know and love. Wow! Wow! Anyways, Got Alex, thank you so much for joining us on today's pod, giving us a third perspective, and uh, you know we're we're hoping it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good show. Yeah, sounds good to me. Thanks for having me here, Jack. Anything you want to add before we start off? Yeah, man. You know, back then it was about the ladies, man. That's all I got to say. It was about the ladies. Even though, even though I remember the girl I took notes off of was interested in our boy Alex here, you know? <laughs> that, that was never confirmed. That This is all in Jack's Ooh. mind. <laughs> no, she okay was... I think, Jack? I, think, I think Jack is just a little bit salty, but okay. <laughs> no, I'm not. She was interested in you. I guarantee you, bro. What'd you do about it, Jack, though? Did, did you at least help out Alex, you know? Yeah, I, I pushed him. A little him, wing he, I tried, but he doesn't him. want... He was not okay. interested. Okay. She was not interested. All right. Alex too good for her anyways. It's fine. It's fine. I wonder what happens if you if you you get her to listen to this podcast, you know? I don't even know if she listens to your podcast, Jack. I don't I don't think so. I haven't talked to her in a very long time. That's true. That is true. Fuck fucked up mutual friends, you know. What's what's important now is that you two are still friends and now Alex, you're on the podcast. That's correct. What 
what we like to do now, recently, Alex, I don't know if you noticed, Jack has been trying to lose weight, his COVID weight, by jogging. So we've been checking in on him every week with his jogging updates. So before we move on, Jack, what's the situation? What's going on? I had a new record last week. Okay. I think it was uh, I think it was a Thursday. I don't remember. Uh, I ran 3.25 kilometers in 25 minutes. Don't get me wrong. It's nothing to be like proud of. It's not fast in my eyes, but it's like a personal record. And I feel like, you know, that's something that I should be proud of. It's a change, you know, it's a change for the better. You're doing but, it. You're doing it. But, yeah, that's right. But unfortunately, this week I have been running because yesterday I went to get my shot. And then I was okay. busy afterwards. And today I was just tired. I don't know if it's my shot or I'm just tired, tired. Or like I was more tired than usual, I felt like. But, you know, I didn't have the side effects that all of you other guys had, you know? I didn't get any side effects too. I don't know about a lot of our listeners, but uh, for me, both my shots, I just had a bit of a sore arm and it was, it was, it was gone in like a day or two. You know, no getting sick, no getting tired. So I guess I'm one of the lucky ones. What about you, Alex? Did you uh, did you get the vaccine? Have any side effects if you did? So I, I did get the vaccine. I got both my doses already. And funny story is I actually didn't have any side effects from the first one until the third day. And I was working. I was doing my remote work. And I just I didn't expect to have any side effects on the third day because as we all commonly know, it usually hits in after the first day, perhaps maybe mm-hmm. going into the second day. And so I t- totally didn't expect it. I didn't get a day off. I just grind through it. And once I got off work, I just ran up to ran upstairs and just I was knocked out. And I didn't wake up until sometime until probably 11 or 12, uh, close to 12 a.m. Uh, 12 a.m. Yeah. And that's only wow. that's the only time when I had when I start eating because it was just that bad. But my second dose, I was fine, though. Yeah, we're hearing a lot of different stories. Like people are saying Moderna might hit you harder. So if you got Pfizer, it might it might be a case where it's not as strong of a dose. Uh, alternatively, though, like I've heard people just get it, pass out. Like next day, couldn't even work, couldn't even get up. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling very fortunate that my effects were minimum just to a numb arm and that's about yeah it. that's that's me so far but you know alex said third day you know this has only been like uh 27 hours for me so we'll see we'll see we'll see we'll see okay before we get started though i have a mini issue i have a mini issue jack alex as we all know ontario opened back up last friday and the first thing we do is the diu pod family the DIU Pod family, we go, we go watch a movie, you know, Fast Nine. It's all about family, right? Right, Jack. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's about family. All right. Here's my here's my issue. I learned a lesson to always. I don't care how short the drive is, to always use Google Maps. To always type in the location. Don't assume. I'm some smart ass. Oh, I know how to drive here. I know how to drive here. I, you know, just go down the street, get on the highway, get off the exit. I'm at the movie theater. I know how to drive here. Lesson learned, always use Google Maps. 
So the story is, we go out for dinner, um, my girlfriend, I, myself, and some DIU, the DIU pod guys. So Jack was there as well. We're eating dinner. We have half an hour left until the movie begins at nine o'clock. We all go in our separate cars and I'm thinking like, okay, you know, we're just going to the theater, right? Like we don't need, don't need Google maps. Don't get me wrong. If I was driving, I need to Google map everywhere. I Google map to work. I Google map to, to go home. I need Google maps for everything. Girlfriend's driving in her car, you know, I'm, I'm confident. Like, like she knows the roads better than me. That's fine. I, I admit that because I, I need a Google map everywhere. Like I said, so hop in the car, she's driving, going the most straightforward route, you know, going down the street, hopping on the highway, getting to the movie theater. So I'm just chilling on the side of the car, doing whatever. We approach the highway, turn onto the ramp, immediately traffic. Turn onto the ramp, you go around the corner, boom! The road is completely blocked. We get stuck on that oncoming ramp and onto the highway. What should have been, essentially, what should have been a 14-minute drive became an hour drive. And I missed, I missed the first 20 minutes of F9. Lesson learned, always bro, Google Map. Bro, it's just they, they talk about family for the first 20 minutes. Legit. Talk about family. That's what I wanted to watch the movie for. For family. <laughs> for family, Jack. Oh, my God. I don't know Can about I you guys, make a confession? So... I actually, I don't know if Jack knows this. I think I brought it up to him before, but I actually never watched any of the Fast and Furious movies before. No, you haven't brought it up before, bro. <laughs> like, not a single one. Wow. He's not about family, Gavin. <laughs> You're not about family, Alex. You're not about family. <laughs> He's not about family. <laughs> I mean, actually, a lot, of these, a lot of movies, actually, I would say from just what I heard, I think the Black Widow movie, uh, a little bit of a tangent right now, but from what I gather, they, people told me that it's technically from the plot. It's it's also a family movie, as well. I don't know if for that's family because it's for COVID. family, baby. This is what we're here to watch. Ontario's reopening. It's all about family, getting together with family. So my my lesson to you guys, my PSA to you guys, always use Google Map because that shit would have told me, hey, take this other road, get there on time. You know what I'm saying? Jack, how are you? Are you are you always Google mapping or wazing or whatever, or do you do that no. to just like? I just you drive. know the streets. You know the streets. I know the streets. I know the hood. Yeah, I most of the time I don't use that unless it's my first time going there or like, like the first three times I'm going somewhere I've never been there. I don't know where it is, and I'll probably use the like ways. Uh, but if I were like I've been there so many times, I I probably know where it is, and I don't really use it. But to be fair, it has fucked me up a couple of times by not turning the GPS, and I agree with you on that. Because, you know, my, my smart ass is like, yo, fuck. You know, just G GPS home. I mean, I'm, yeah, like, uh, it's just like memory. drive home, sorry. Like, yeah. yo, I'm a smart average Markhammer with an 80 average. I, I can drive my <laughs> ass home. No, oh. no, you turn on the map, there's a construction going on which is going to delay you a whole hour. You know, we think we're good. But at the end of the day, Technology always wins. Alex, how are you with the GPS when you drive? Are you are you want to rely on it or are you like, I'm good? So I think just due to the nature of my work, I need to be pretty on time. So if it's the winter times, as you know, maybe your listeners would know, 
in Ontario winter, just overall, I, I would turn it on just so that I'm aware of what is going on. But usually in the other times, I even if there was a little bit of traffic, I usually make it in on time for work. So I think it, I think in my case, it has to do more with just weather in general and just the season. And otherwise, in, I'm, I'm a bit of both. It depends on what, what happens scenario wise. For sure. For sure. Listeners, let us know in the comments. Are you someone to rely on GPS or are you not? All right. That's my short rants for today. Let's jump into the issues. For the first time listeners, that's a long ass intro. For the first time listeners, Daily Issues Uncovered is a podcast where Jack and I each bring in an issue and talk about why it's an issue. So without further ado, Jack, what's your issue this week? I want to add or or issues. It doesn't have to be an issue each. It could be multiple issues. You know, my, my shotgun issues. issue, you know? I, I actually am actually a multiple issue this week. I, I you know I didn't really want to bring this issue in, but I guess I have to at this point because I'm because we talked about Black Widow. Okay. So, you know, I am a LeBron James hater. Inside and out. You guys are aware we of know. that, right? We know. Jack Jack's the kind of person who goes out of his way to shit on LeBron. Like we're not even talking about LeBron. And he'd be like, yo, LeBron, like like fuck this guy. What has he done? He's not great. Okay. So the new Space Jam 2. That movie's trash. I don't even need to watch it. The Michael Jordan one of obviously, obviously the best. Trash movie fucking beats Black Widow in the box office. You know how devastated I was? Bro, the, let, let me let me read you the ratings on, on Google, okay? On I, okay. IMDb. IMDb, IMDb 4.3 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes. For, for Space Jam. For Space Jam 2. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes, 32%. 30% Metacritic. Okay? Now, let's look at Black Widow. IMDb, 6.9 out of 10. 81% Rotten Tomatoes, okay? That's the Asian fucking average, okay? That's, that's fucking up there, okay? Black Widow is a Markomer. Yes. Black Widow is a fucking Markomer. Yes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, Metacritic, is 67. How the fuck did LeBron James... Beat Scarlett Johansson, okay? Okay? Scarlett Johansson is also a bomb-ass hot, hot lady, okay? Fuck, man. That's, that's Let's not forget thing. that she's also a mom. She's a MILF, too. She's a MILF, okay? Yeah, but when you got a, when you got a DILF like LeBron, you know? You, <laughs> how, are you, Yo, how are you able to compare that? Yo, fuck. LeBron <laughs> is not a DILF, okay? He is not a fucking DILF, okay? Okay? Why not? Why not? You don't think he's a what? dope? <laughs> Bro, what, what triggered me even more was that on the day we were watching... Uh, Alex, I'm going to tell this story, okay? On the day we were uh, eating dinner, okay? Mm. Seb before F9. tells me... Before, and before, Gavin, I get, yeah, yeah. before I get stuck oh. in traffic. Yes, before we get stuck in traffic, these guys tell me, Jack, we're actually uh, trolling you. We actually bought Space Gem 2. We're watching LeBron James instead of Fast 9. I was like, fuck you guys, man. They know how much I hate LeBron James. And that's what they fucking tell me the first day I sit down. Jack, we're not actually watching Fast 9. We're watching fucking Space Jam 2. The fuck this bullshit? I was like, I'm out of here, man. And then... Um, why you Why you hate him so much, though? Why you hate him so much? It's just... I don't He's like how the way... I, I don't like the way how he changed basketball, making super teams. 
like Steph Curry changed the game. Don't get me wrong. Like he he you know like created like three point the three point game small ball. Basically, Warriors created small ball, right? Like these yeah. are good changes. But LeBron James made bad changes, making super teams. You know, right? But why do you hate him personally? I don't. We're talking about a, we're talking about like a sport. Now you're hating him like like you're personally hating the guy. Like fuck his game, fuck his movie. He's not a Delf. Like, I, like, <laughs> why? <laughs> why, bro? Why? I don't know. Okay, well, I want to hear Alex's thoughts on LeBron James. Well, how do you feel about LeBron James? You don't watch basketball, I know. So what you know about him is limited. But what do you think of LeBron James, Alex? Okay. Uh, the, the game aside, I mean, I've seen him play, and i see him, like, in, uh, on TV a couple of times as well, you know, during the games. So I would say that as an athlete, though, he's... He actually, the reason I would say that he behaves that he, he the way that he does is, is very similar to, well, Jack, you know I watch a lot of football, a lot of soccer. It's very similar to how Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, you know, presents himself. It's, there, there's a certain amount of arrogance that he needs to back himself. There, it's, it's, it's like the self-confident. It comes off as arrogant. And not everybody likes that, especially, you know, for us, like just a spectator's audience. We all like to see the people who do their best, but yet they, we also like to see them to be humble as well. That's but, true. But LeBron is not like that. But you have to admit, though, it's, it's that kind of confidence that he has in himself and that kind of arrogance that actually you know, separates him from all of the other athletes in his field. There's not that many LeBrons out there, I'm pretty sure, again, given my limited mm-hmm. knowledge of the game and the industry itself. But like I said, you you don't like him because I, I can only say for one of the things is he's a very arrogant, cocky person that and that's the persona he portrays, especially in this game. You can read his body language, too. But you can also read his body language and see that he gets very upset when his teammates uh, let him down or does something that he just kind of gives you the what the fuck. What do you just do? Kind of face. Yeah, that's because he sets that example for himself. He expects to perform the best in every game. And that's part of his confidence. And also, that's also what he expects of his teammates. But maybe that goes in line a little bit of what you said about the super team thing, which, to be honest, I have no idea what that means. Basically, uh, the quote-unquote, like, first super team, like, I would say, you know, LeBron James created it. It's where uh, they got a whole bunch of superstars onto one team. And basically, it was the quote-unquote best team in the league because he made a super team. It's like Barcelona in soccer created super teams i guess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so it, very very similar right like it's you don't like the fact that he, well he gets all again it goes back to his that persona i suppose to a certain degree because he's obsessive with winning and he's confident in himself and he expects his teammate to pull their weight as well so it only can work in that way to a certain degree if all of his teammates are top of the line best in their position best at what they do so but, he's cocky, he's arrogant, but, but, that, but here's that, the thing. that's what he that's what he does. I, I don't know if Cristiano Ronaldo does this, but he also gets coaches fired. He fucking gets coaches fired and he's not a loyal player. He jumps from team to team to team to team. It's not like like I like Kobe. He's a loyal player. He doesn't jump from team to team. He was arrogant. He was cocky as fuck, you know? But like I still like Kobe. It's cause this guy does so much stuff to impact 
you know, getting the coaches fired, you know, trade this guy, you know, I, uh, like basically he is playing coach. He is playing GM. And I just don't like that in him at all. Yeah, no, I can. I, I see where you're coming from in that in that perspective. Uh, but I could I could totally, you know, use that same example and say the 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 the, the arch rival of Mess, uh, of Cristiano Ronaldo, which is Messi. Right. So Messi comes off as a much more humble persona of a person in in the world football and but yet very much he would he more or less he would get he can get coaches fired too and that has happened he has gotten the president of the football club so barcelona uh i guess influenced him to step down as well in this case but obviously this has to do with the fact because that president wasn't doing particularly well anyways from the start so it's it's just a mix of both and I, I see where you're coming from. That's all I can say. But like again, I don't have enough knowledge to talk about those, especially when it comes to LeBron James. I can only infer from what I what I see. No, that was a pretty good breakdown of the comparisons using your your knowledge from soccer. What I would like to add though, like to like for Jacksaw, his hatred and everything, he's not the first person to create a super team. There have been super teams in the past. It's just I don't think Jack's knowledge of basketball goes back that far to other super teams in the past. So you think Bro. he's the first guy to create these teams? No, but he Anyways. was a baby. He cried for it. Okay, okay. Let, let me get this straight. For example, like uh, I know, like uh, what's his what's the team? Um, Boston had a super team, right? Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Rajay Rondo. But I don't think even Rajay Rondo was that good. He was good only because those two players were there. I'm, I'm just putting that out there, like. I don't think he was a superstar level player at all. Or like, oh, he was most okay. The, well, anyways, anyways, what does this have to do with the movie? You know, we're going back to the movie. You know, it's just it beat just, out I, Black Widow, and now you're mad. That's the issue, I, right? The movie we shouldn't. Why? Why I just shouldn't think, it beat it? I just think you know we we're giving LeBron James more power. He'll influence the game more. He'll get coaches fired. He'll get pre- the president fired. Okay. Like, why do you care if a coach get, if a coach sucks? They should get fired. That's the nature that, of any sport. If the coach sucks, they're the first ones to get thrown under the bus. That's how it's always been. It's just that LeBron James has so much power in the game, and I don't like how he uses that power. It's like to what most players how don't he do that. Power? Like, okay, trade this guy. Yo, get rid of this guy. Yo, I want some superstars here. Like, like he calls the shots. He's not supposed to be calling the shots. Why can he? He himself is worth more than any team he's on. Why shouldn't he have that power? I just, I just don't think so. Man. If, if the when the Lakers get LeBron, like the amount of, I mean, the Lakers are already a big team, but the amount of like attention they get is like instantly amplified. So I, I think you know it's warranted. What I don't get is, I, I get you hate him. You don't like him for doing that. But it's it's business, bro. It's like you're saying people shouldn't be loyal, but like, no, you're saying people should be loyal. But in what business? In what job is it? Any any job, you know? If if I quit my job today, they'll replace me tomorrow. There's no loyalty, right? It's I don't know why you're he's being put on such a high standard. I I guess because he's like super famous, but then like your hatred for him Dude. doesn't seem valid. And we're talking about the movie. It, it got oh, higher bro. box. It got what higher box box uh, office in the first weekend. So 
more people went to watch it, right? Yeah, man. To be fair, I think Black Widow came out when it was still COVID, like it was still locked down. The movie theaters weren't open. Uh, Space Jam came no, out. but last in America, week, right? in America, the theaters were open. In America, they've been open for for like ever. When they do box office, it's not just the states; it's globally. Yeah, I right? don't think Canada itself can. I don't think Barcom itself, Ontario itself, is going to make a big dent in in the know, global man. box office. So I think I with your know. issue, it it just comes down to the people. They chose to watch Space Jam and it beat out Black Widow in the box office. Uh, well. Scarlett Johansson all the way. That's that's it. That's it, bro. Scarlett Johansson all the way. Scarlett Johansson all the way. Is it is it, it a big issue? Let us know in the comments. I, I I think it's a big issue. But uh, second issue, you know, by uh, you, you know, I didn't want to really talk about this as well. But you know, fan fan, they said they want to kind of want me to talk about this. You know, uh, I wasn't going to talk about it, but uh, about Chris Wu. Um, all right. Refresh funny. my memory. Who's Chris Chris Wu? Chris Wu is a very famous. Chinese actor, singer, rapper, like the whole entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. And well, he used he used to be on the Korean boy band, right? Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, EXO or something like that. He he was he was in Korea, and uh, he went back to after I think his contract or something was over. He went back to China. He was really popular. He's girls think he's a good looking guy. He's tall. He's like over six foot. He can speak very good English because he grew up in Vancouver. He can speak very good Mandarin, so he gets Mandarin girls too. Uh, he's tall. Did I say that already? I think you did. Is he, is he okay. a Markhamer? Is he uh, no, 80 no, no, average? No, no, no. <laughs> um, he's a Vancouverer, okay? <laughs> What's that, like 90 average? What's, 90, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know man. Stereotypes. I, I don't know, man. You got to ask Nina from Pasta Poutine, you know? I don't oh. know how Vancouver people work. But uh, unfortunately, he's also from... Uh, uh, you know, Gongzhou, where 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 my ancestries are from. Uh, Why is that pretty... unfortunate? So recently, there's been an uh, article about him trying to like hit on underage girls. It's been all over the news. Uh, a lot of brand name stuff is shutting him down, like taking out his uh, sponsorships, uh, sponsorships, endorsements, just shit like that. Because there was allegedly. Like he was talking to underage girls, uh, wait, wait, boy, like the it's like I think it's like the Twitter in China, Chinese Twitter, yeah, Chinese, Chinese Twitter. Twitter. He's contacting underage girls basically, and I think there he's trying to set up orgies or some shit, man. Like, and then Chris Wu is trying to set up orgies with underage girls on Weibo. Yes, basically. Wow. Uh, well, uh, there are companies that distance himself themselves from Chris since that scandal came out. So you look at LV, you look at Porsche, you look at Lancome. So anything from like French, German, I, I'm, I'm supposing a lot of other Chinese sponsors are also just pulling out their contract from him. Or at least what I briefly read before is they are suspending until the judiciary panel actually comes to a conclusion whether or not he actually did the things that people are accusing him of. Well, mm-hmm. here, here's, here's what's happening. So, uh, so one of the person, the girls, she later shared a video of her receiving two bank transfers totaling 500 RMB from uh, Wu, Stacy, Yu, and Wu Yifan. 
which appeared to be Chris Wu's mother. 500 uh, RMB? Yeah. What is no, that? Like? I'm pretty sure, it, I'm sure should be pretty sure that's more than that because 500 is nothing. Well, that's the first two bank transfers. 500 RMB. That's the first two bank transfers. What can that get you? A bubble tea? It's, it's, apparently, they're saying it's hush money. And it's okay, so 500K, at least according to Kyle. Yeah, that's what I said. 500K, 500,000. Did I not say 500,000? You said, you said 500, 500 RMB. Yeah. Sorry, 500,000. Sorry, 500,000. <laughs> Okay. Five hundred thousand. Sorry, sorry. Five hundred thousand RMB. My bad. I missed that. Well, five hundred uh, RMB sorry. can get you. Definitely can get you dim sum at least maybe three times, four times, probably. Hey, treat yourself some dim sum. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but apparently they're going through this legal process, and apparently there's more than thirty women who is sharing similar experiences. It's not even just about underage. It's just him, you know, like uh, being a creep. Being a creep, basically, uh, targeting young, you know, young woman, you know, for sex, basically. Like he's a fucking playboy, basically. Uh, I don't, I how I see this, if they're of age, I don't think it's wrong to have sex with them if they're of age. What oh, he's okay, doing yeah. here is that he's luring underage girls. I think that's where the biggest issue is. I, I didn't hear about the raping part. That's, Apparently there's a raping part. That's definitely a big issue. That's definitely a big issue. Uh, anytime you get into this underage territory, I think for the most part, people are okay if you're of age, uh, depending on the age set by the country, right? But when you get to this ground where it's like teenager, you know, like early teenager, or I, I don't know how old these people are, but that's when it gets to a point where that's a straight up crime, dude. That's a straight up crime. There's there's no getting around it. You know what you're doing. You're an adult. You're going after underage girls who probably are your fans. Like they're they're all like drooling all over you, and you're purposefully being a, a predator and trying to have I, sex with underage girls. That's that's fucked up. Right? I I just want to read what he wrote on Weibo. So he said, I think it's most. I think it's translated. So. He said, I didn't respond early because I did not want to disturb the legal process, but I didn't imagine that my silence would accelerate this room longer. I couldn't stand it any longer. I have only met this woman once on December 5th, 2020, while with a group of friends. I didn't urge anyone to drink, did not take a phone number, moreover, did not do anything of the details she described that day. There were many people present that can be witnessed. I am very sorry it's disturbed everyone. I declare I have done I've never done any selecting of concubines, no luring for sex, no drugging, no to rape, no underage. If there was this behavior, any everyone rest assured, I would go to jail willingly, fully understand the legal weight of my words above. So he's saying he didn't do it. Uh, I don't know, man. I How I see it, you know, Chris Wu is a very popular guy. I don't think he needs to do all that. He, he can fucking get any girl he wants. Chris was fucking rich. He's good looking. He's tall. Did I mention that? He's tall. Jack, I know you're short. You don't need to overcompensate. Pretty sure Jack mentioned tall four times by now, but I'll, I'll keep count. Don't worry. More, more than once. More than once, at least. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I wish I was tall. That's why. But uh... Right, but... I don't know. If, okay, if this okay. is true, if this is true, Jack, like from what I understand, most people who are into younger 
sexual partners, if they're if he's into that, it doesn't matter. Yeah, sure, he can get anyone he wants. But if that's his, I don't know. I don't know if it's classified as a mental disability, if it's some sort of some sort of disability, or if that's some sort of disease. I I don't know, right? But but if he's into younger girls, he's not gonna want to get, you know, like you said, he can get any girl he wants of age. If that's in his mentality, if that's in his mindset, he's not gonna want to go. He's obviously not gonna try and get what he wants, especially his money, his fame, his power. That being said, though, it is a very tricky process. Like, do we believe the thirty witnesses who come forward? Do you believe Chris Wu? Like, I, I don't want to jump the gun and say this guy's I, a pedophile. I want to say this. I don't want to jump the gun and say that. But if you have thirty people coming out and saying this, then unless they're all lying, you know, it's not looking good for him. So I, I want to say in China, the age of consent is fourteen. So that's messed <laughs> if they're under fucking fourteen. He's a thirty-year-old okay. guy. Okay. That's um, yeah. So so wait, wait, if. So it's 14. Earlier, Jack, you said you didn't see anything wrong with if, if he was having sex with someone of age. So you'd be okay uh, with Chris Wu fucking a 15-year-old if age of well, consent no, is 14. Okay. Just because it's him, I don't think that's right because he is a Chinese-Canadian. Chinese-Canadian should be 18. So if he was born in China, I would have a different aspect or look on this. But... Just because he's a Chinese Canadian and he knows, he should know that the illegal age in Canada is 18. So in our mind, you know. Right, but he's, but he's in China, right? So do their it doesn't laws matter. not apply? It's not that they don't apply. It's just that I, in my head, I think it's, it's 18, no matter how you look at it. But, you know, he, people are saying he did, uh, uh, he's accused of luring young girls, including underage teenagers, and having sex with him to give him an acting career in the future. That's what apparently, fav- sexual favors to him for, to make them popular, apparently. Damn, but, you know, that's 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 actually, like, I think it's believable. You know, a lot of, I would say a lot of people would probably, uh, directors would probably do this. Oh, yo, I'll make you popular if you have sex with me. I don't know. Maybe that's just me on biasy of the entertainment industry. What do you think? I feel like that would happen a lot. We w- we might not hear about it, but it could happen. Because, like, we, we there's so much about Hollywood or entertainment whether that be American or, or in Asia, that we don't know about. And th- the rewards are clearly there if you make it in the entertainment industry. The, the monetary rewards, the fame, they're clearly there. There's incentive. So but- I'm sure power can be abused. Like if you're in a top, if you're the decision maker, I'm sure there's, there's some sort of abuse where it's like, I can use this power to make other people do what I want. Go ahead. Okay. In this case, I don't think he would rape just because he can just get sexual favors or that's believable more than rape because he's such a tall, good-looking guy that I don't think he needs to rape to force sex. If he tells a girl, yo, I'm going to get you popular. That's your, yo, that's your issue? <laughs> that's your issue, bro? He, he, no, he, didn't, he didn't rape uh, a 14-year-old. He, he asked politely for it. Okay, that's, that's still That's your issue? <laughs> that's still masked, but... Have you read into this issue, Alex? I I have at least briefly, and I just think it's very synonymous to the Me Too movement that's in the United States. So obviously, I'm sure most of your listeners know what the Me Too movement is, and I believe there 
there's merit to actually, you know, launching investigations on on him because, as you said, you know, he's a he's a tall, good-looking guy, using Jack's words. Uh, <laughs> but 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 I I think more so just because of the influences that he has, and you know, just him being a public figure. And I'm not saying that just because you're a public figure that you would uh, abuse your authority, your influence, and your reputation to to do harm to all of these young women or these underage women. That's possible. Uh, I'm sure there's examples of that in the Me Too movement. But just because of the kind of influence that he has, it does warrant an investigation to the very least. But I'm sure in another way, this is just business being business. Does that mean that all of these other sponsorships should pull out of their contract and cut ties with him right away? I don't think so. I mean, that's mm-hmm. basically almost siding with the with the victim and saying that, yeah, he he probably did it and we're going to cut him out right now. And I think that already does a lot of damage to him as a as a public figure already. I'm not I'm not saying that's it's not an easy thing to do, of course, because if you don't pull out of the contract, then these brands and these different sponsors will also face backlash because, well, wait a minute, you know, this guy maybe might be a rapist and yet you still don't pull out of your contract, then they're going to get crap for all of this too. So they're obviously have to walk like a fine line here. Above all that, I, I think, yes, he, he there, there should be investigation, but in whatever the case might be, you know, uh, what if he's innocent? What would this do for his reputation? See, that's... Of course, if he's not, but then that's a different issue. That, that's I think exactly... with the Me Too movement, I think actually throws a lot of the notion out the window, the notion of innocent until proven guilty. I feel that has Mm -hmm. been thrown out the window a lot. And with social media these days, I think that's what's happening with a lot of these public figures as well. So again, I don't know if he's innocent or if he actually did do the stuff that he's been accused of, but I still feel that the the notion innocent until proven guilty, that is gone now. And especially with the Me Too movement, which actually doesn't have a lot of like, which really doesn't have a lot of headway in China until like recently. I I, I want to actually agree with Alex here. Like, literally, the the piece of uh, innocent to proven guilty uh, is basically thrown out the window. I think that's the whole idea of social media. It really plays a role in this kangaroo court of like of like saying, you know, everyone has a voice. Everyone can go bash Chris Wu. Or whoever, whatever celebrity we're talking about, because that's the reach social media gives you. And and the unfair part is, if he's actually innocent, the damage is already done. People are going to have reputation. People are going to remember him. Oh, he's the guy who who m- might have raped someone, or he he you know he might have raped an underage person, right? That that's going to be his reputation, because there's this discourse about it that he could have been a rapist. I don't think that's fair. But then at the same time, that's the way it is now. If someone comes and speaks up against you, and we know we should take them serious. We should take them, we should take allegations like this seriously. But it's very hard to draw a fine line between protecting the person being blamed and also giving justice to the person coming forth if if they're actual if they've actually been assaulted. If they've actually been raped, then yes, we want to see that justice. Uh, I think what this fine line is now, though, is that there's no consequence for people coming out and saying they've been assaulted. 
There's no consequence if I say, oh, Chris Wu did this to me. And if it that turns out to be, if it true. turns out yes. to be, I agree with you, Gavin. Yeah, if it turns out Chris Wu's innocent, me as the accuser, you know, I'm just fading off in the distance, I'm like scot free, which isn't fair. It sucks because if Chris Wu is innocent, he, he would have lost so much sponsorships. He would have got so much shit on him. He would have, I assume, lost a lot of money, right? Um, but now, if he does, if it does turn out, he is a rapist. We took we took down the criminal. We got justice. So then the line is very fine. It, it's like, and this is the issue I kind of want to get to. It was good you guys are driven in the right direction. It's like, shouldn't it be you know, innocent until proven guilty? And I think that's that's a huge issue there. And there was like, it's still allegations. It's still alleged. You know, there's nothing in stone yet at the moment. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. For this specific uh, case, it's uh, are you a, are you a Chris Wu fan, Jack? Uh, no, I actually don't really like his work. His rap is trash. Uh, his music is trash. I don't like. He's, a, he's the LeBron. Like... He's he's so he's the LeBron of uh. Well, no, I I don't hate him. I don't hate him. Like I don't, I respect him. Like he, you know, he's he's making a lot of money. He he went to Korea. He learned Korean. He he went to China. Like he's he's doing well and. Respect him for that, right? Because, like, bro, like, something that I wanted to do in my life as since I was a kid, but, you know, I couldn't make it there. You know, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not tall enough, you know? Uh, that's why MC Jin is my idol. Besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> that's why MC Jin is my idol. But, uh, yeah, it's just, I feel like this, we, we need to, you know, sometimes we need to give the, let the person, figure their shit out before we accuse them of something. And I think that's that's a huge thing. I think, you know, accusations can still be made, but it's just how social media and the public blows it up. Let the judicial system run its course before you make any harsh decisions. Like, that's why I think, you know, it's fair that sponsorships suspend their their contracts until the court makes their ruling it's it's fair so that but then like here you have companies sponsors is dropping him because of allegations and it's definitely not a good look and and makes it makes other people think like oh yo if louis vuitton dropped him they must know something oh maybe he actually did it he actually did commit the crimes you know everything anyone does will influence public opinion one way or another. I actually want to add, like, there is there are chances because he's popular and rich, people are doing this to get money out of it, right? Or fame. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you never know, right? Like you hear cases where people are, you know, stating that this person raped them when it never happened, it was mutual on both sides, but they're saying it because they want to get something out of it. And it happens a lot and it's very biased against men. It's it's literally a double standard for that. What do you mean? Like, like, uh, like if you as men we can't we can't claim rape. I guess is what you're trying. Yeah, to say. like it's not taken as seriously when men say they got raped than women saying they got raped. So it's mm-hmm. biased towards men. It's like you know, like oh, uh, she actually drugged me and raped me. Uh, uh, like on the flip side, if a woman says it, it has more more merit, it has more power than a man saying it. You know. 
Yeah, the media will be all over that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So it's, 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 it's kind of like it is already biased toward Chris Wu in a sense where, oh, she's saying it's rape, right? Mm-hmm. I, and I guarantee if, you know, if a man came out saying, you know, uh, not like any, any actor, whatever, oh, she actually drugged me and raped me. And I think this guy, what this guy said, it wouldn't have any merit because it's not believable, quote unquote. You know what I mean? Well, I didn't, I didn't read too much about this situation, but uh, I know Johnny Depp was going through some shit with his, with his uh, ex-wife because he was getting abused. He came out publicly and, and you know, said things that, you know, he was, he was getting attacked or abused by his, his ex-wife. Uh, so, you know, there is an example of that happening. I just don't think, yeah, you're right. Like it doesn't have as much impact the the media is not all over it the the people the general public just seem to be more invested if if a female is the victim uh not to say you know that that shouldn't be be looked at and taken seriously but it does go to it does go and make you think about a, a quality of these issues sorry uh alex were you gonna say something Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually think that partly this is also just the way that the media works these days, though, too, because I'm pretty sure a story of a woman making accusation towards men will probably get more clicks and and et cetera, just more views compared to if it's men making accusations anyways. And I think that has largely to do with the fact that that's just how media works today, like news outlets. I'm sure a lot of people, they also get their news and their updates on things around the world, not just by your traditional news outlet anymore. So let's say uh, CP24, uh, Toronto Star, I guess, the Globe and Mail. I mean, we I'm sure for most of us, we use social media. So Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter, etc. And this actually has forced these news outlets to always trying to come up with a big story so that people are actually using their platforms. I mean, look at us right now. Uh, we are use, we're doing a podcast and we're not any big corporate organization that are trying to get people to listen to something that we have to say. So that power for these media, for them to have the, the base for people to listen to what they say, to get viewership, to get sponsorship, advertisement, et cetera, that's no longer the case because of social media. So they have to create the most outrageous story for out there so that people actually continue to follow their platform. And I think that also attributes to a little bit of the stories that they select to uh, propagate and to expand on and to exacerbate on as well. It's, it's the world of clickbait news where your organization literally needs those clicks because traditional funding methods are, are no longer like no one's buying a subscription to your newspaper anymore. We're talking about, let's say even selling ads on your website. You want more people to click on your website, then you better have a interesting article, right? Whether that be an emotional appeal, you know, which I think is why we think as a general public, we think uh, a female victim is more emotional. You know, there's more of an emotional statement to that which definitely does get more clicks. Uh, whereas, you know, like Johnny Depp coming out and saying like he, he was being abused. Yeah, that was a biggish news story. Um, 
but it doesn't seem to have that sort of impact because it's a, it's a man who's claiming to be a victim. And they, that's not fair. Yeah. That's not fair for Johnny Depp. That's not fair to any victim. But as Alex, you're saying, that's the reality of, of media and how, how it's propagated in this day and age. Go ahead, Jack. I, I, I just said that I never heard about this news. So it's obviously it's not even a big news like to the media because I've never even heard of Johnny Depp getting abused. Or maybe I'm just sheltered. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what we're talking about. Like, like I was saying, if if you get all your news off Facebook, that's going to be targeted to you. Like the stuff you choose to read, they're going to give you what you want based on your profile. But then, you know, it, it was a huge story when it came out, and a lot of backlash against against the the ex wife. But it it just goes to show, like, if you want to get your news story out there. It's got to be appealing. It's got to be clickbaity. And that doesn't make good news. Like it makes exciting stories, but you're not telling the news as, you know, bias free as possible. That's also a big issue. Well, I got to say by ending off this topic, you know, we will continue to monitor the Chris Wu situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hopefully we have an update for our listeners in the coming weeks. I'll do my topic real quick and then we will move on with the show. My topic um, is about beach handball. So Norway's women's beach handball team has been fined for not wearing bikini bottoms at the European Beach Handball Championships. Let me give in a bit more detail here. So the Norway team has been fined 1,500 euros for wearing shorts. They wore regular shorts instead of bikini bottoms at the European Beach Handball Championships. The European Handball Federation said it imposed the fine because of a case of, quote-unquote, improper clothing. In their official statement, they said, In the bronze medal game against Spain on Sunday, the team of Norway played with shorts that are not in accordance to the athlete uniform regulations defined in the International Handball Federation Beach Handball Rules of the game. All that to basically say they wore regular shorts and they're getting fined. This brought about a lot of outrage because male players they're allowed to play in tank tops and shorts no longer than four inches above the knees. But women are required to wear midriff bearing tops and bikini bottoms. This is what they say, with a close fit and cut in an upward angle towards the top of the leg. So essentially there's a ton of rules saying, if you wanna play in the, in the tournament, you have to wear a bikini. That's essentially what it is. The Norway Handball Federation already said they would pay if the players were fined. They say in a statement, you know, we're very proud of these girls who raised their voices and announced enough is enough. Before the championships, Norway approached the European Handball Federation and asked permission to play in shorts, but they were told that this breaches the rules and would be punishable by fines. Of course, the players still played with shorts and they got fined 
1,500 euros. So this issue essentially goes back to governing how beach sports are played and what you need to wear. And the issue goes around how some players find wearing bikini kind of degrading and impractical. Basically, female players find for not wearing bikinis because that's their uniform. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Do you think they're in the right? Do you think they're in the wrong? What do you think of this situation? My first question would have been, well, is there a particular reason that they set the standards in the very first place? So I don't know how mm-hmm. how many decades ago are we talking about in European Beach Handball Championship. I don't know the association. I don't know when it was established. So I suppose that there must have been some type of reason for what the regulation they have in terms of what kind of uh, apparel that they're wearing. Right. Now, and, and if, now, I just, uh, if I could just cut yeah. in, Alex, just to add a bit more detail. So the European Handball Federation has to follow the rules set by the International Handball Federation. So this is oh. a rule on the international level. I guess the European Federation is kind of like trying to avoid this scandal by saying, well, it's not us guys. It's, it's, it's in a level above us. But sorry, go ahead. Right. Uh, please yeah, yeah, okay. So I guess then the question would go back to the international then in this case. So mm-hmm. what, why, why did they set the standard in this case? So I, I'm sure, like, I can't call in mind right now. I'm sure there are sports, there are competition or there are activity or events where the men and the women's apparels are probably going to be different. And there's probably reasons to that. Now, I don't like to just uh, simplify and say, well, because men like to see women in skimpy clothing when they play uh, beach sports. I, I'm sure that could possibly be one of the reasons. But if we are we are to actually try to understand something, then I suppose it makes more sense to actually understand where the rules came from. So why are they established that the way they are? And in this case, I, I, I think that that's an important question to start with. I, I think if the if these girls they actually raised the issues in the first place and asked, can we play in shorts? If if that if that if I remember, if I recall what you said correctly just now. Yeah. yeah. And that they said no and they went ahead. I would say to a certain degree, it's it's almost uh, aligning with the idea of how they are doing the well, using the fact that I watch a lot of football again. The fact that they're use they're doing the the knee in football games before the match starting. So some of them some of them were doing it before it became an official uh, gesture that you were allowed to do. And then and but then you know they would be doing it in protest. So I assume these girls are doing it in protest. Does that mean that it's mm-hmm. effective? Does that mean that it's appropriate? I think that's that's a line that you have to walk and depends on how much attention you're getting and how big of an issue it becomes. Again, it goes back to that same question first. So why th- why is it that they have to wear bikini shorts or bikini right. bottoms, whatever the case that may be? I, I want to say that, to continue the point, Alex said, why do they have to wear it? Like, I feel like wearing beach shorts instead of wearing a bikini shorts actually gives them a handicap. It gives the opponent advantage. You're heavier, right? A bit heavier. I'm not sure how much uh, in, in a game-wise. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly, I just personally think if it's just straight off the bat, you asked me, I'll say there's nothing wrong with it, dude. They're, they're just wearing shorts. They're giving their opponent an advantage by wearing something heavier. That's how I see it. And in a very simple manner. Beach sports in general is 
long been criticized for for this like this idea that females only need to wear bikinis while men you know they're okay to wear shorts full-on tank tops so it, it brings up an interesting issue of like you said alex why is it actually mandated that female athletes have to wear bikinis if this norway team you know they're fine with wearing shorts they practice wearing shorts they just need to wear bikinis in official games i don't think there's any practical reason like jack said fine it might be heavier but i don't think it'll get to that point where it makes a big difference i i think we need to go back and understand why these rules are set i myself i don't know why but we can we can only make assumptions that someone as Twitter would say, you know, someone in a position of power way back, they're, they're abusing their power. They're setting these rules saying, we, we want to watch females in skimpy clothing. I don't, want, I don't want to jump on that assumption, but based on this, if the team from Norway, they can practice and they choose to play and it doesn't affect the game, there's no practical reason. There's no safety reason. We know that because men are doing that. Men are wearing the full-on shorts. So... It literally does seem like this is the International Handball Federation saying we want to see women in, in bikinis. Go ahead, Jack. Uh, yeah, I just I just wanted to say that. Uh, yeah, maybe back then the people who made it because like you know a lot of things have recently surfaced that like you know back then this happened, this happened, this happened. You know this sort of stuff occurred, whatever. And now everything's surfacing during this COVID time because people have so much time on their hands. I think it's the same case where, like, back then, they're like, oh, yeah, okay, we want to watch women in their bikinis. I, I actually think it's that. I think it's, like, 99% that. There's no okay. other reason the guy, why you The guys who came together to make the International Handball Federation, they're like, okay, guys, you wear this shit. We don't, we don't give a fuck what you wear. But women, you guys got to wear this. And we're putting it in the rule book. And then now in 2021, someone's actually like, I just want to wear shorts to play play sports. That's uh, exactly. And and the, the fucked up part is is they're blaming the red tape of saying, Oh, we can't, you know, we gotta find you. Like you're not you're not comfortable wearing bikinis. Well, too bad. That's in our rule book to play in the in the tournament. And then you gotta follow this rule or else we're gonna find you. At what point do we cross some line of common sense and just say, yeah, play in your shorts? I, I get what Alex is trying to say, too. Like, if, if there's some research saying for the safety of the players, females only should wear bikini bottoms. Okay, fine. You got me. There's, there's, there's a reason to wear them. But as it stands now, I don't see how this is a very good look for the International Handball Federation or any beach sport who still says you need to wear bikinis. Like clearly it's sexist. Would, would, would you guys not agree? I do agree sexist. Anything else you guys want to add? Alex, you're good. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I, I guess that little piece I would probably just say is I think at least, at least in our pedestrian level of like just observation overall i would say yeah it shouldn't be a big deal whether or not they're wearing shorts or or bikini bottoms but i think it's just also institutions and just all forms of just like uh yeah institutions in general 
are resistant to change. And I don't think that's only limited to International Handball Association. I, I think that's just institutions overall. Absolutely. Any type Absolutely. of any any type of institutions. So if you're asking them to change something that's been around for a while, they they might be hesitant to do so, even though if it's for a good cause. Uh, in this case, well, you're responding to what these players want. You're responding to what the participants want, as long as it's reasonable. And again, given my limited understanding of this, I, I don't see how whether or not uh, wearing bikini bottoms or shorts would completely affect the way that they play in this case, then it shouldn't be a big issue. I, I just think that it, it's just the fact that most institutions are resistant to change and it's it's hard for them to come around to that. And we see that in a lot of examples anyways nowadays. And knowing just general bureaucracy, like a simple decision to say, yeah, they can wear shorts. Like who knows? It could take years. Like they got to bring it up in a committee, you know, that they got to debate and get things to change. And, you know, for something as simple as this, it shouldn't take that long. But then, yeah, institutions, like you said, institutions don't like change uh, because it's like, oh, we got to rewrite all our rule books and everything. But I think at a certain point, you got to, people got to like look at it and see like, okay, this is common sense, which surprisingly enough, doesn't exist so much in this day and age uh, where we can't just be like, yeah, I agree with you. Let's go with that. Uh, yeah. Which is also an issue in and of itself. I think it's also very interesting when we talk about this as well. It, let's assume that the International Handball Association or whatever other institution, if they exist for, let's say, a couple of decades by now, I can only assume that their morals, values, and perceptions of how women should dress would probably be more conservative than what they are today. So mm -hmm. I think it's interesting that they, they would allow women to wear something that, I guess, lack of a better word, something skimpy in their day and age. Because we all we have to understand we can't judge people in the past for whatever, however they see things, because they are the product of their own environment to a certain degree. And if this association has been around for a while, I would wonder like, well, people back then are, are definitely more conservative than we are now in a lot of things. So why did would they set something Absolutely. That is more it's real, liberal. It's a real head scratcher. Like, kind of. Yeah. It's kind of like, what are you guys doing? Uh, listeners, let us know in the comments. What do you guys think of this whole issue of not being allowed to wear shorts when playing beach sports? Episode is getting long. Jack, we are moving on to the last segment. What do we have this week? We're going back to the color corner for this week. No Candy's Corner this week because there was an interesting topic that I wanted to talk about. You know, recently I came across an article. Uh, it was stating how in the 20, uh, like I would say in the last couple of years, uh, this is uh, from a newspaper in Singapore. I don't know why I'm reading newspaper in Singapore, but this newspaper was in Singapore. It's called The Strats Times. And I think the pretty Straits, sure Kyle is part of this. Time? Straits time? Okay, my English is pretty bad. But uh, more women are swiping right for younger men. And I just feel like it's a very good topic to talk about in a sense where, damn, like, you know how throughout history, throughout time, you know, us guys, we typically want uh, a younger younger woman, right? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know about you guys, uh, Alex and Gavin. Like, 
like what are you guys mostly attracted to uh let's start with alex oh okay uh so sorry the the article suggests that women is it men or is it women that are swiping towards older significant others a woman are swiping right like they want younger men and i and i want to ask you do do you prefer older woman or younger woman well i think that's down to personal preference but if we have to look at it in a lot of ways if you're simply looking at the biological clock if you want to find somebody that you want to start a family with then i think it's just natural for men to find someone that is probably younger than them or at least in an age where there will be less complications if they're trying to give birth and have kids but i mean i think nowadays people are also having kids later and i don't think the preference is so much based on always having kids anymore so if that's not something that you're concerned with then i don't see why not some people will swipe towards the right for older women in this case gavin what about you like I know you're going to be kind of biased on this, uh, but do you prefer that? like... Why am I biased? I, I don't know. Just would you prefer older or younger woman? I, I don't care, actually. I mean, as of now, my girlfriend's older than me by a year. It's not a big gap. So I think at a certain point, we're talking about how much younger, right? Until it's a real age difference. Like I, I think when you get to our age, like a year, two, maybe three years, you know, higher or lower, you know, you're in the same like age category, right? It doesn't make a big difference. But what are we talking about? Like, are we talking about significantly younger? Because if it's just a year younger, if it's just a year older, I, I don't see, they might as well be the same age as me. It's, it was like arbitrary. They were born, they happen to be born a bit earlier. Because that time isn't enough to justify a generation. But you know, to, to ask for a bit more information on this article, like, are these older women looking for men significantly younger? Are they looking for just like, you know, one year younger? You know what I'm saying? Uh, it, it does make a difference because if we're talking about compatibility, if we're in the same age range, you could still be very much compatible. Um, not to say, you know, big age differences can't make for good romantic relationships, but it's, it's a bit easier, in my opinion, if you're around the same age to be more compatible because you grew up, you grew up in the same era. Well, Go ahead. I'm going to read you what I have here. Uh, more women on dating apps are swiping right to accept a younger partner. The same applies to this using a dating app agency with age rarely listed as a deal breaker when it comes to potential spouse, but it's not a, a deal breaker from what I see here, but at dating agency guy, guy, almost 60% of new female members say they are open to dating a younger man now up from a 56%. So they're talking about social influencers. Like for example, they gave an example of this person named Yen KK, 39. And she's dating a 28 year old real estate agent. And so, 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 so not like oh. Chris Wu, you know, underage, you know, no, not like that. Yeah, not like a 30 <laughs> and a 14 year old. Okay. Uh, yeah, so yeah, we gotta throw that out there, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, not that crazy, but uh, I I just feel like it's kind of interesting. Typically, a guy wants a younger male. I mean, <laughs> younger female. <laughs> Guys, I'm straight. Hey, okay, I'm roll. straight. If that's how you roll, you know, you do you. Bro. Uh, so I, I, you know, typically the, we we do want a younger woman just because conceiving babies are easier for younger women in their twenties than let's say a thirty-something year old. Or mm -hmm. even in this case, a 40-year-old, right? Because 
in this article, they're stating that women are saying that 40s is the new 30s. Okay. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm not trying to be sexist here, but I'm going to say something pretty sexist. Okay. Jesus okay, Christ. I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's sexist. <laughs> but I don't think a woman should say that because a girl it's in a, their 30s and that. a girl in their 40s, I think a girl in their 30s will have a much easier time conceiving a baby than a 40 year old. What's the context behind that sentence? Are they talking about dating or are they talking about childbearing? Well, they're talking about dating in general, but does well, it, I mean, that's like, fine. In that, in that sense, that's fine, right? You're saying 40-year-olds shouldn't have, shouldn't have the privilege of dating? But here's that's the thing. When, right? you're, but when you're dating, you're, not, you're obviously looking to have a family, right? You're not, not looking to date just to date. Not necessarily. You so you, you're, saying, you're saying you're, you're dating just to date. Because that's an old school mentality of getting married, having kids, the nuclear family. You know, that's fine. If that's what you want, that's fine. But in this day and age, nuclear families are, are becoming more and more unrealistic. They're becoming harder to attain as well. You know, whether that be because of inflation, it's harder. People are staying in school longer. Plenty of reasons. But to make a general assumption that you want a date to lead to to family yeah. creating is not so much the truth in 2021. You know, maybe there's a good majority of people who want to do that. But if we're talking about these 40-year-olds on the, on the dating site, maybe they still want families. But maybe there maybe they're just trying to, trying to get, you know, into a relationship first. You know, one, one step at a time. If you're, if you're 40 and you're not married yet, they're, what, they're just going to drop off, drop off the face of the world? Like, they're still there, right? I don't know, man, because throughout history, you know, we're obviously in the 21st century, things are changing. I just feel like if you want to have a family and you're going for an older woman, it's just, I'm not saying it's impossible. It's just harder uh, for you to to have a family. But if you are 40 in that situation, like let's say for whatever circumstances, you find yourself single at 40 as as a female. What are you gonna to say to yourself? Oh, I'm fucked. I'm just gonna live the rest of my life alone. So why? I mean, why can't they say 40 is a new 30, right? It's, it's just empowering themselves. They're just saying like they still maybe they still want to get get wild. They still want to get freaky. Uh, I don't know. Does the article go into more detail about about why why no, younger, heard- uh, older older women are going for younger guys? They're, they're basically just saying that you know like uh, 40s is the new 30s. That's 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 the reason. It doesn't really say like, because women these days are more, a lot of women these days are more career oriented now. So they're dating at a later age or getting married at a later age. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the reason why they're saying 40s and new 30s, I assume. There's nothing wrong with it. Don't get me wrong. You know, my, my sister is dating someone younger. You know, at first I was like, what, Shirley? Like, why are you dating someone younger, bro? But uh, apparently a lot of women, are, it's actually more common than you think. That's that's why I got to say. I I guess in the past, it might have been it might have been more common for men to marry younger, but I I think it's totally an irrelevant point at this time and age because you know we're seeing so many different aspects of romantic relationships coming up. You know we're we're being more acceptable, we're being more open, and talking about like you know LGBTQ relationships. And even this, we're talking about 
age differential. So everything's becoming acceptable and as, as it should be, as it should be. Um, just because something doesn't fall into your notions of what a traditional relationship should be doesn't mean it's less valid, right? I think it's... Well, I, I, I've never thought of it as a less valid. I don't think that's fair to say. It's just mm-hmm. that... Uh, uh, you did question when your sister... Well, I'm to, like you did question when you're like... I did. I did. That's why I wanted you doing to say this, I right? did. You are, you are questioning that. Yeah, I was, but not anymore, obviously. Uh, when I first started dating, yes, 100% questioning. But why? Like, why, I think, yeah, why? I think I think Jack would question it to a certain degree. It's it is out of like love and concern, right? I I think that's just part of being in being family. Mm. I I think it's easier to fall back into the the traditional perception because it's it already exists. It's already there. Not to say that anything that's out of the traditional norm is wrong, but I think it would just mean that you should proceed with caution and. I think for for what Jack is doing, I mean, you know, at least on the on the on the first impression for him to 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 wonder that, I think that's a little bit normal too. And I mean, there, I mean, with the fact that we're becoming a little bit more liberal in terms of how we interpret these things, that's okay. Obviously, there are still some sort of line that we don't cross. For example, if you're an adult, you don't go date underage people. I think right. that's just one of those things. <laughs> but then the Generally other, and, yeah, I, I think I think that's that's generally accepted by everyone well i, I can't mm-hmm. say that I mean, i'm sure there are countries out there and there there's different communities out there that might not oblige so that's that's hard to say but then on yeah. the other end of the spectrum when it comes to people being older i think that is less taboo compared to what it is before right because i think when you're older the age gap becomes less different right like think back to when you're high school if a if a grade 12 was dating a grade nine, you know, people would be like, you know, it's kind of like, uh, right. It's a four year difference. But then, but then now it's like, if you're 30, you're dating someone who's 26, not so much of a big deal as, as you know, we, we understand both partners are adults and they choose to, you know, as long as it's consensual, it's, it's healthy, right. It's fine. What I want to ask Jack though, is like, when you first heard of your sister's situation, what was the the logic of like why you were concerned initially like well a younger guy hasn't matured i i I feel like or maybe it's just me like let's say when you were 22 and you were dating a 26 year old okay Mm -hmm. just just pure example okay what the fuck were you doing at 22 gavin compared to a 26 year old woman 22 year old probably still in Maybe finishing off university or whatever. If they're if they're a Markhamer, they're getting 80, 80 average, whatever, right? Versus <laughs> versus uh, if I'm if I was dating a twenty six year old, who would probably be we would assume maybe starting or at least slowly advancing in her career. There's a bit of a difference there because they're in different stages of life, right? right. But like. If you compare a 30-year-old to a 26-year-old who might both be in middle, I don't know, middle management to just throw a dart at the board, um, middle management, they're both in the middle of their careers. There's not that much of a difference, in my opinion. So if we look at it like that, you know, are they still in Because school is, you know, school is still like one of those things I think is a, is a, is a big gateway, like societally. A lot of people go to it. A lot, you know, people 
graduate at 22, let's say, on average, uh, it's still a gateway of, of, you know, you're not in the quote unquote real world. If that, I don't know if that was the situation with your sister, like she was dating a, a yes, student. She is dating. She is no, dating. He was, he was like, a, I would say a fresh graduate when they started, but okay. uh, obviously it's not a concern. You know, I wouldn't question as much if it was like some other person. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when, when you dated your girlfriend, when I found that she was older, I didn't really question it. It's like, oh, it's Gavin. He's, as long as he's happy. I guess uh, Alex is right on a sense where, you know, you're, I guess it's more concerning when it's your own family. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like I'm not concerned about Gavin. It's just that I, I'm pretty sure Gavin has shit together. He knows what he's doing. But, you know, when it comes to family, you know, as as uh, past nine. No, as, and you know, family. <laughs> yeah. Family. That's right. Yeah. But, you know, like, you know, it's not fair to say, but like school is kind of a barrier because you technically don't have your shit together if you're still a student or a fresh grad, unless, you know, you have a comfy job lined up right after you, you finish graduation. But in, in this society, you, you're technically still not in the real world as a student. So I can see there'd be some concerns if it was someone, and I'm talking about student, I'm not talking about like post-grad or PhD, I'm talking about like a younger than 22. I can definitely see them being some sort of concern, but hey, I mean, as long as they're happy, right? As long as they're happy and uh, it can it can work out somehow. Because one of the things is, when I think of age gaps, one of the things I think about is like maturity difference. That's you know? like like the example they gave in the article was like a 29-year-old with a 30, 39-year-old. Yeah, yeah, that's, to me, that's a huge difference. You know what I mean? Like it's not your well, example of 30 years. to 26. That's well, like, it's, a, it's 11 years but think about the 28 year old who you assume is developed adult but the here's the thing like developing they're no, no no as a guy you know i would say most guys career development is around between 28 to 30. that's when they're starting to get good you know what i mean so like to see him dating a, a successful career woman at like 39 i think it's kind of like you know I don't know. I guess I get, it depends on the guy, right? Like, I guess if the guy's fine with it, I think everything should be okay, right? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. At the end of the day, if, if they want to start a family, that's some discussion they're going to need to have. Like you said, there's the biological constraints as well. Um, it might be harder to, to have a kid. Maybe they don't want a kid, right? Then it's fine. Then then the whole point of biology is is kind of irrelevant. But at the same time, I think, you know, it's it's great that because like, you know, when you when you talk about older women, especially in Asia, there's that whole stigma of the uh, leftover woman. And to see that they're taking initiative and they're taking their destinies into their own hand and finding success with younger men. Kudos to them, man. That's my thoughts, at least. Yeah. yeah. Anything else you want to add, Alex? Well, I think it's also interesting to note that even on a biological perspective, uh, girls had puberty before before guys do, before boys do, uh, you know, in adolescenthood, right? So mm-hmm. I, I could be completely wrong in this, but I think it's been pretty much like official to say that women are tend to be more mature than men uh, of the same age, at least, you know, when they're younger. So when you look at men and women, let's say, uh, let's say since when they start hitting puberty to let's say when they're in their early 20s or their mid 20s possibly even 30s women of the same age tend to be more mature than men 
I think that's right. I think that's somewhat universally accepted to a certain degree. Maybe some differences in culture as well. So that's why I think it's traditionally okay where a man will will marry, date, or have a relationship with a woman that is younger than them. So whether it is a couple of years, maybe up to seven to ten years, and I think that's accepted because of that as well. Now, if we take the reverse of that, I don't know what that what that will mean. Like, are those women that are older are they okay with men who are younger than them? I mean, let's let's throw aside the biological part. Let's just talk about mindset. Let's talk about attitude.、Uh, let's talk about what how they how they how they think and what kind of life goals they have. Is that going to get in between them when it comes to compatibility as well? Because you are going to be dating a man that's younger than you, and significantly, they might go through different. Experiences and also less experience, as well in this case. And、right. I, I think one of the most interesting thing that I don't think the article might have any data on this. These women that are swiping right, I'm interested to know what kind of occupation these women have because I think this might also it, this might also reveal something as well. Perhaps these are all women that are highly successful. Yeah, yeah.、Uh, it does mention some of them are like successful. It does mention some of them. Like、yeah, and 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 I think sometimes women who have success, as ironic as that sound, it actually deters men from pursuing them, because if you want to just say they're, I, they're I guess scared. they're intimidated. They're they're scared. Yeah, let let's just use that. I think that's just the easiest way to put it. They're scared and they're they don't like the fact that this woman is so successful. So it it actually is something that that would deter these men from pursuing a woman that is highly successful. So I wouldn't be surprised if some of these older women are very successful, and up to this point, they probably will realize that you know what I actually do want a family too. I'm sure they probably always did, but it might not occur to them that their very success and the very、uh, success of their career and their ambition is actually something that is keeping their romantic opportunities away. No, that's a, that's a very good point, especially because if if we're talking about successful. Woman, the unfortunate reality is, in order to be successful in your career, for the most times, women would need to sacrifice childbirth, which you know is a large part of starting a family, right? It's it's been it's been shown in studies that the difference, you know, potentially the difference of wages earning can be one of the factors.、Um, one of the factors of the differences can be brought back to the, those eighteen months. You're gone from work when you're pregnant, the maternity leave. So it does make sense how if you're success, like women who are successful in business. I'm not saying all, but women who are successful in business most likely put their career in front of their family aspirations first. I'm just saying as like a general statement, there there are going to be outliers. The other point you made, Alex, about biology, um. Uh, puberty. Who go through puberty, it, it makes a lot of sense. Like like I was saying, when you're the difference between like a like a grade twelve and a grade nine, huge difference. Even though it's only four years, I think it gets to a certain point though when you're both done puberty. Like like with a thirty nine year old lady and a twenty eight year old man, I mean, I think as long as they're both you know consenting into this relationship. There shouldn't be any huge differences in terms of mental, you know, development, brain development, or whatever. 
where there might be a difference, like you said, Alex, is that the man has literally 11 years less of life experience. And then in that time, maybe their personal development's different. But I think as long as they're both fully grown adults, uh, age is, is just a number. Like we're, we're not really like weirded out by it because we can understand they're both fully grown adults, which when I get to that point, it's not a big deal for me. You know, it's, it's fine. Um, I'm, I'm glad they found each other. I hope it works out. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's absolutely true as well. I, I think at a certain point, it's just really the life experience that they get might have been different based on years or yep. maybe based on different events as well. But of mm-hmm. course, I think if you are in Asia, I think just different Asian culture, that might be a bigger, of course, as as, we, as the three of us, I assume we, we would we would understand what that means. If for a man to date someone that is for to date a woman that's older and what a man's family might feel about that. I mean, it, it, I think that's just going to be a case by case scenario. Mm-hmm. Some families are OK with that and some families are not. Yeah, there will be stigmas about this in the general population, uh, I think. But seeing this news is interesting because it's opening up the conversation. More older women are going for younger men. And, you know, it's a good start towards acceptance. I just want to say, first, we had the girls prefer dad bod. Now we have the girls (laughs) prefer younger men. (laughs) Well, I guess the lesson lesson is everything is is a unique situation. You know, there's a case-by-case situation. Because I feel like whenever we say, we try to make these general statements about relationships or society or whatever yeah they're great to note but then we have to we have to remember we're all human and we all have our own agency and we all can choose what we want to do and at the end of the day you know just do what makes you happy and take it from there right true is that it is that it for today that's it man okay alex anything else you want to add before we end up the show no, uh, everything's great. Thanks for having me. I guess that's the only last point I can make. Beautiful. If you enjoy this episode, feel free to leave a comment on the website, www.diupod.com. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. We're DIU Podcast. Now, if you want to listen to the episode, you can stream it on Spotify or Anchor. But the fastest way to get early access to DIU Pod episodes is through the website, diupod.com. Now, if you want to support the show, hook a brother up. Family. Hook the family up. You know, if you're a Canadian family, hit us up with a, with a nice little e-transfer. We'd appreciate that. diupodcast at gmail.com or diupod.com slash beer. Buy us a beer. We'd appreciate that a lot. Get in touch with the show with emails if you have questions, concerns, anything diupodcast at gmail.com and we are looking forward to hearing about what you guys think about this week's issue uh, issues and we will see you next time take us away jack i i would add one more thing before you take us away you know don't think we're not doing anything with the donations you know uh with the current donations we have we are renewing our domain you know just keeping the the listeners updated, you know. Jack's not Jack's not buying Jackson's just buying PCs and shit. You know, Jackson's just buying beers. We're putting the money to maintaining the show. So if you're a fan of DIU Pod and you have a bit of spare change, 
let us know. We appreciate it, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, shout out to Kenny, which we haven't shouted out in a long time, but he's still he's still up there as the as the MVP of DIU Pod Universe. I think Lax surpassed it. Shout out to Lax. You'll hear this when you listen to this. Take us away, Jack. Thank you for listening and tune next time on DIU Podcast. He's tall. Did I mention that? He's tall.